The first step in getting closer to God is to realize that you need to or that you want to. And the second step in getting closer to God is to realize that it's possible. I want to encourage you to check out my book, Getting Closer to God, Anthologies from the Forefront Trilogy, Book 2. I think this will really be helpful to you in your pursuit of the Lord and help you understand what I learned over the first 30 plus years of my life as a believer, as a minister, and as a missionary in uh, a lot of the countries of the earth. Check it out. Anthologies from the Forefront, Book 2, Getting Closer to God. It's on Amazon. Take your leadership to the next level. It's time for the Foundational Missions Leadership Moment with Scott McClelland of FX Missions. Hi, Scott McClelland here with your FX Missions Leadership Moment. Hey, thanks for joining us. And just a little housekeeping item here. We have some trouble on the audio on this track. And sorry for that. We felt like the subject was important enough that we go ahead and publish. But we do apologize in advance for any inconvenience that you have in hearing it. We've done our best to clean up the tracks. There was just some difficulty in the recording itself. Sorry about that. If you'd like to contact me or us, please do so at fxmissions.com. Thanks. Hi, Scott McClelland here with your FX Missions Leadership Moment. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to find out more about us, please do so at fxmissions.com. And we're in the middle of a conversation right now on Christian masculinity and leadership. We've been joined by Tony Hedrick. Thanks, Tony, for being here. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're most welcome. This is the third installment of our podcast on masculinity and leadership. And I encourage you to listen to the other two. If you haven't listened to the first and the second installment, please do so. Uh, if you are hearing this and maybe you're a little bit ticked <laughs> or maybe you get ticked, you know, that's not the that's not the purpose. We're, we're confronting a, a subject that is a little bit sticky for some folks. And let's face it, not all masculine leadership that we've seen has been exemplary. I don't think our answer in tackling this in culture and in Christianity and as believers, it should be a reaction to some of the mistakes we've seen, but we've got a good example in the person of Christ. And that's what we're trying to do uh, conversation here about. So Christian masculinity and leadership on the leadership moment, we've given quite a few sessions on ladies in leadership, which is absolutely an essential part of what we all need. There's not some of us who don't need the others and we need uh, ladies in leadership and ladies need men in leadership. So let's uh, get that right out there. Now, one of the things that we were talking about in the break, Tony, is the effeminizing of Christian men. And this is a volatile subject. People might take this uh, one of many ways, but the intent here is to encourage and to open our minds a little bit and have a conversation about this. Tony, what would you like to say or what comes to mind when we say, you know, the subject is open about the feminizing of Christian men? A lot of times the way churches appeals a little bit more to the feminine person than to the masculine person. That's okay. a reflection that I've heard. Uh, okay. Now, I, like, I like going to church and I like worship singing and I like all of the music and all of that and the dim lights. And I had one of my friends though said that he didn't want to hold hands with guys and people that he didn't know. <laughs> right. 
You know, it's very comfortable for us in church to hold hands and to sing together. And to uh, I remember once the pastor called for us all to get on our knees at our chairs. Well, now there were people who were there who just that's just not the way they're wired. You know, that's just not who they are. Other people are quite comfortable with that. Now, I know women who would find holding hands with a stranger not very comfortable or getting on their knees in front of their people. I mean, all of us should have a humility about us. But I think, how do we get outside of the walls? I mean, what happens inside of a church is fine. We, We go there and we listen to people teach, and there's some good teaching, some good men and women who get up and offer us really great insight into the scriptures. But how do we take that out into our homes? How do we take it out into our communities? How do we take it out into Guatemala or Honduras or Vietnam? How do we move the gospel out into, let's say, the marginalized in our communities? I think that's that's kind of the danger of what's happening. Women, women are naturally, in my view, as a pastor for many years, women are far more naturally equipped and wired to serve us. They're far more wired to volunteerism than men. Mm. Women will step up when men won't. In the Bible, we see this over and over where women have had to step up. And uh, women paid a tremendous price in the early centuries for taking the gospel to the world. I mean, it wasn't just they were thrown in prison, too. and That was unheard of. So women have their their wiring is uh, here is my honesty. This will get me in real trouble. Oh, no. (laughs) Go for it. Go for it. I really think from my experience that women are far more spiritual than men. This has been my experience. Yeah. They, they tend to be much more sensitive to justice issues and to injustice and to I just think they're wired that way. And so I think the reason the Bible says husbands love your wives, husbands or men do this and do that. It's not because it's not because men are better than women. It's because men are kind of. They won't do it unless they're instructed to do it. <laughs> Honestly, when God says to love your wives, why does he say it? Like, because men are not, that just doesn't come to them easy or to lead their families or to be fathers to their children, to their sons. Mm. I think they've got to be told by God to, to step up to the role of deacons, to step up. If you desire to be a bishop, you desire a good work. You know, Right. I have found that in the church, man. To try to get people on the board, it's so much easier to get a woman to be on the board than a man. Wow. A lot of times we put men on the board just simply because they're males. Right. And we're supposed to have males. But women often are far more equipped to do spiritual ministry than men. That's just my experience. Right. Now, having said that, man, I've got some great guys around me. I'm surrounded by great guys who know God and are strong men for the gospel. So it's not to say that it's all like this, but there is a shallowness a lot of times with men in the pew. Right. They just don't step up to the job. A few years ago, I was in a church in Italy where they don't speak English. They, they were speaking Spanish and Italian, and I was speaking English in those days. And there were two young men who were post high school, just post high school. Right. And when I left that night, I remember exactly where it was in a prophetic sense. I looked at those two young guys and I said the stupidest thing I could think of. Here's what I said. <laughs> Quit you like men. Uh, you probably never heard that, have you? Quit you like men. I think that was Gideon's uh, address to his sons, wasn't it? 
Well, actually, it comes out of 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13. Okay. I was and, thinking of another reference, yeah. And here's what it says. Watch ye, stand fast in the faith. Quit ye like men, be strong. Uh-huh. Now, I just looked at those two young guys and I said, quit ye like men. <laughs> and How did that translate? It means stand up like a man. No, I mean, when you went, when you had them it, translated, it didn't Italian, did what did it do? It just made no sense to them. Their eyes just kind of flickered and bugged out. And yeah, but I was able to go back at this conference and look at those two young men who are now both pastors. Wow. They both are married now. They both have children and they stood up like men. OK, they're probably in their late 20s and both are leaders. Beautiful. And I don't know. They didn't know what I was saying, but I just simply felt moved by God to say, quit ye like men. Stand up like a man. Yeah. Quit being a little boy sitting in your pew and just listening. Take responsibility for this congregation. And they did. Wow. You know, I think whatever it was that you were trying to communicate spiritually made the trip, (laughs) even if the translation was a little bit awkward, especially for the person who was trying to do the translating. I think that's what we're talking about, isn't it? We're talking about be strong, stand up, be counted, be firm, be resilient, which you like men, right? Yeah. And and I don't think our wives are going to be, I don't think there's a woman in the church that's going to be unhappy with that. No. As long as it's not overbearing. I think all of our wives, our daughters in the church want men who will be godly and will stand up and will be examples and be counted and can be counted on and will serve. Right. And that's just was in my heart for those two young guys. And I'm so yeah. gratified now to see that they're the next generation of leaders in this church. And now one's planting another church in another in another city. I don't know how God does this. You know, it's like Larry Norman said back in the 60s in one of his songs. If you don't understand what I'm saying, maybe the spirit will slip on through. And I just felt like with that word, the spirit slipped on through and, and got their attention. Right. It was just a, a prophetic word for them. But I, I yeah. think that's what we need out there are guys who say, you know what? Let's go this way. Yeah. Let's go this way. This is the way. Walk you in it. Absolutely. I agree. I grew up with a, an interesting situation from, a, you know, everybody's got father issues to some degree. <laughs> right. And, uh, you know, I was certainly no exception to that. But I remember times when the men around my life, showed incredible resilience, unflinching courage, tenacity, those kinds of characteristics that we think about when we think about Braveheart or Band of Brothers or some of these other stories that inspire us so, and they inspire us for a reason. I really appreciate that example that you've given there about quit you like men, King James Version. It says something about our responsibility. And I'm, I agree totally what you're saying. We need the encouragement and it needs to be direct because, men, we don't tend to offer ourselves voluntarily without some direct commentary. And yeah. that's, that's like you're saying there. I, as you do, and you know, as you guys just came recently from the men's conference, we do a men's event about every nine months or so. We have a men's event that we do. You've been to them. We're trying to encourage Christian masculinity and Christian leadership 
from a male perspective. That's not to say that we need Christian leadership from a female perspective and Christian leadership from a male perspective. It's not either or, and one isn't supposed to overshadow the other one, but we're servants together, submitting to each other in the will of God, I think is what the word uh, indicates. So we work together in collaboration. If we're going to see a picture of God and Christ and the Holy Spirit, we're going to have to work together as men and women both of us strong and offering our unique contributions to see that happen. At least that's my take, Tony. Yeah, it's not either or, it's both and. I think we can easily, men can easily take a back seat and say, well, the professionals will do it. Right, exactly. And we should we should make that a, a subject of a future podcast, the professional piece. Yeah, there's no such thing. And for instance, there's the real quickly, there's no such thing as my son was called into the ministry. Right. The the direct article, the minister. We're all in ministry. Right. The only job we've got is to figure out what that looks like. But every single man of God, every single woman, we're called into ministry. Right. And it may look different for different people, but we're not called into passivity. We're called into taking the bull by the horn and saying, God, what is it you want me to do? And that's what ACCI has tried to do. We've tried to create environments for people who feel this call. So that they can come and do what God's laid on their hearts. Amen. That's something you guys have seen some fruit, and you continue to see fruit and uh, engagement at that space. Right. And there's some a lot of creative expressions of ministry, as you say. What each member is called to do, their contribution, right. is broader than just pulpit ministry and and things of that nature, which I know you guys champion. As as I. Uh, have observed. Yeah, but here's here's the reality check is that 70% of missionaries on the field are women. Now explain that to me. While women are the ones who are going to study and prepare themselves for world missions and going out, men don't, men don't go. Women go. And then when we come back home, we won't let them speak in our churches because they're females. We won't let them lead a church, but we'll let them be apostles with a small A. <laughs> we'll let them go out into, I've got a girl right now. I wish I could introduce you to her. She's working in, in Pattaya with the bar girls in Thailand. Wow. She's learned Thai and she lives, oh, she's only 27 years old. My but word. I can introduce you to young women all over the world who are doing missionary service in very difficult situations Yes, and very courageous, calling on tremendous courage. And I think that that is another evidence that men are not stepping up to the challenge. Yeah. And I applaud ladies. And I would very much like to meet your your friend there. But I applaud the the courageous among us. Anytime you find courage, I mean, for me, uh, that's worthy of applause and, and encouragement. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's funny. Let's do double back on that and and discuss in some detail the professional aspect of ministry. But for now, we're going to conclude our three podcast series on the Christian masculinity and leadership. There's a lot more to talk about. If you've uh, listened to these podcasts and you want to give some feedback, please send us an email at info at fxmissions.com or go to fxmissions.com, which is our website and blog, and let us hear from you or rate us on iTunes. Inflammatory, please no inflammatory. <laughs> Tony, you got a way of uh, raising people's hackles. I don't know. Have you always had that? Uh, I've been told so. <laughs> well, thanks for doing it on here. It's been a good time. All right. If someone wants to get in touch with ACCI, give us one more time. The best way to uh, to reach ACCI? Yeah, you just it's real simple. It's just www.adventive, 
that's like adventure and inventive together, adventive.ca. Very cool. And if you need to reach out to us at FX Missions, please do so at fxmissions.com. Share this podcast with someone you think would benefit from it. A man who's thinking about gathering his courage and getting active for the gospel. There's your target. It may even be you. Thanks again for being here, Tony. We'll catch up downrange. All right. Thanks, Scott. I'm Scott McClellan for FX Missions. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, have a good one. This Leadership Moment was produced in partnership with Engaging Missions. Have your leadership question answered by contacting Scott at scott at fxmissions.com. Visit FX Missions to learn more about how you can grow your leadership and engage in missions. Visit engagingmissions.com for encouragement, insight, and resources from missionaries, ministry leaders, and church planters.